I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Imagine showing up to a meeting late and instead of wondering what you missed, or worse yet, having the meeting facilitator catch you up on the 10 minutes that you missed, the meeting generative AI bot catches you up as soon as you enter the online meeting room, sharing all the details that are the most relevant to you, including Amy in marketing's eye roll when Rachel in accounting said that she was going over budget on the latest campaign. Sound futuristic? Well, one of my predictions for 2024 is that generative AI is going to revolutionize how we do online meetings. This scenario is not too far away. We're digging into that today on the podcast. Now, all the main meeting and collaboration players are getting in on using generative AI in their platforms. While Slack, Trello, Asana, and a host of other project management and collaboration tools are also using generative AI features, I'm keeping this focused on meeting platforms where people meet in real time together to get the work done, typically across geographic location and perhaps time zones. Again, in real time. And even though some of those project management tools are adding features where people can jump into a quick meeting room, I'm staying focused on some of the main players. So the products we're thinking about here include Zoom, WebEx Meetings, GoToMeetings, Google Meet, and Microsoft Teams. And just as a side note, I'm going to keep this as platform agnostic as possible, not mentioning the names of the different platforms when I'm talking about features, because I don't know which platform you use the most. And I do know that once a feature is rolled out in one platform, the others will be quick to catch up. So mostly I won't be calling out the features by platform unless there's a specific reason to do so. Like one of them has already launched the feature I'm discussing and the others haven't. Now, Zoom and other platforms will already enhance your visual appearance, giving you a clearer complexion, pinker lips, or whiter teeth. It's not really that different from putting cat ears and whiskers on as an overlay, and that capability has been around for years. Likewise, your meeting platform might prompt you that there are five minutes left in the scheduled meeting time, and of course, this already exists, and it's really more of a notification than an AI feature for sure. But those types of things are not going to qualitatively impact the outcomes of your meetings. Maybe you'll be less reluctant to have your camera on if you look better because AI has enhanced your features. And in fact, that could help, but there are far more powerful instances of what generative AI can do to add to your meetings. Let's take a quick look at everything that AI can take in as it contributes to helping you understand what's going on in the meeting. First, it can look at the text-based portions of the meeting. This includes the real-time transcript of the meeting, and that can be used to provide closed captioning or as a reference afterwards. Anything that is typed into the chat, poll questions, and so on. 
It can also include a meeting agenda uploaded into the platform and any emails that were sent prior to the meeting, perhaps with related documents and so forth. So AI is going to look at and analyze all of those things using large language models. Those large language models can analyze and distill what the meeting was about, what the action items are, who volunteered for or was assigned to those action items, when those action items were promised to be completed by, and so on. And in an ideal scenario, generative AI in your meetings would be like having like the best secretary ever, listening to everything that was said or typed in the meeting and taking exceptionally detailed notes without error or omission. And right there, that would be huge. And a lot of that is what's coming. But it gets even better. Generative AI can look at what happens over a series of meetings over time. And that is pretty cool too. Say, for example, a project team might not be making very good progress on getting items across the finish line, and generative AI could call that out to the project manager or to somebody's boss. <laughs> yes, if not used responsibly, this does turn into Big Brother watching over your shoulder mighty quickly. Now, the converse is also true. Let's say you are a rock star project manager or meeting facilitator. Generative AI could be looking across a number of meetings that you've run and spot what a star you are by your ability to run great meetings. And maybe you get some acknowledgement or incentive pay for doing a great job. All of a sudden, generative AI is your best friend instead of big brother. <laughs> but seriously, these large language models that analyze all of the text from the meeting are just the tip of the iceberg. Generative AI can, or soon will be able to, analyze so much more about what else is going on in the meeting. It can develop what Cisco is calling real-time media models of what's happening in the meeting. That is, it can be analyzing speech patterns, tone of voice, inflection, volume, pacing, facial expressions, reactions, including interest or disinterest, and gestures like raising your hand. In fact, Google Meet has already launched a feature this past November in which the actual raising of one's hand, like I'm doing on the YouTube video here, activates the raise hand feature in the software, alerting the meeting facilitator that you would like to take a turn in the meeting. You don't have to find the raise hand button and click it with your mouse anymore. You can simply raise your hand and the software sees you and knows that that is your intention. Now, obviously you have to have your camera on for this to work. Well, the analysis of subtle cues and subtle cues, not just, I mean, raising your hand is a pretty major cue. The analysis of various subtle cues, and I must say that raising one's hand in a meeting is a large cue, but the various subtle cues in meetings, this is what's going to give AI a huge leg up on what we're able to do above and beyond what the large language modeling can do on its own. Again, that large language modeling gives us a lot. Meeting minutes, catch me up over a series of meetings, or if I was on vacation, or if I came late to a meeting. It can also give me video highlights of important parts of a meeting, transcription of the meeting with timestamps on it so that I can watch just the part of the meeting recording, the video that pertains to what I'm interested in and that sort of thing. So large language modeling is already doing that or has the capability to do that, whether or not you're 
platform of choice has rolled those features out just yet. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Another thing that generative AI is going to do is it is going to make the quality of the audio and video better when bandwidth or processor speed is lagging. Generative AI can sample your voice and your face or whatever your camera happens to be showing in the background and so forth. And using its power, the power of generative AI, it can fill in the gaps to make seamless audio and visual experiences for your meeting colleagues even when your bandwidth sucks. So if little packets of data are being lost as they're being transmitted because you have poor Wi-Fi or poor cellular connection, generative AI can make up the difference. So no more saying that you can't turn your camera on in a meeting because you don't have sufficient bandwidth. Super resolution is what Cisco, that is WebEx's parent company, is calling it. And it will make you look great even when your bandwidth can't. Virtual backgrounds will get better and less glitchy as the video intelligence improves also through generative AI. It will also adjust your lighting automatically so that you look as good as possible on screen. And it can tell when you're not there on screen, when you've gotten up and walked away from your camera. Now, we're not always noticing these things when we're in a remote meeting. When you're in a face-to-face meeting and somebody gets up and leaves the room, you notice that. And again, generative AI is going to help you notice when somebody gets up and leaves the meeting during the meeting. Let's talk about audio for a moment. Generative AI can also remove background noise, whether that be general ambient noise like a lawnmower outside your window or a hum in your environment or specific background noises like a dog barking or a doorbell ringing. It can also optimize the sound of different people's voices Say, for example, making someone's voice louder whose microphone isn't picking up their voice well enough to be heard at the same volume level as the others in the meeting, or toning down someone whose mic is making them way too loud. Pretty cool, huh? The perhaps eerie thing about this intelligence, however, is that your eye roll or your sigh or whatever your facial expression was, well, that lives on as part of the meeting after the meeting is over as well. The potential risk in some of this from my perspective, well, it's not so much the big brother part of it, although this is where employee monitoring can get taken to a whole new level if we're not careful. So I guess I am a bit worried about that. Check out episode 76 on employee productivity monitoring for more on that topic, and we'll link that up in the show notes. But a more emotionally taxing thing I think about is this. If gestures and facial expressions and interest level and all of that is being captured, what sort of emotional labor 
does a meeting participant need to engage in in order to be perceived as positively engaged in the meeting and not go down in the permanent record of the meeting as a Debbie Downer or worse? If you're not familiar with the term emotional labor, it refers to the extra work someone needs to do to be in a good mood or to give great customer service, even when they're not feeling like it. The term emotional labor was coined by sociologist Arlie Russ Hoschild in the 1980s to refer to the way flight attendants were expected to and trained to behave around customers, presenting a calm, cool, and collected demeanor despite how nervous or disrespectful customers might be acting or despite what kind of mood the flight attendant might be in in the first place. Now, flight attendants are certainly not the only ones who perform emotional labor. Increasingly, it's moved into the gig economy where Uber and Lyft drivers, among so many others, are getting rated on their service in the app and their attitude as well. It behooves them to be pleasant, even if they're not feeling it today. Same with the barista at Starbucks or the person running the checkout at Target. Capturing all of the nuance in a meeting may prompt a new level of emotional labor expectation in meetings that could detract from productive disagreement or creative conflict, or just sheer boredom. Of course, all of this gets at the responsible and perhaps ethical use of generative AI, which is truly a topic for another episode, and I will cover that soon. For now, I want you to know that these cool features are coming, and I want you to be watching your platform of choice for some of them to start rolling out. Let me share with you a few of my favorites. Number one, meeting summary. Let's say you missed the meeting, and this is the Cliff's Notes version of the meeting, including important video clips and summaries of action items and next steps. Microsoft's Copilot feature can give you a summary of key points of discussion and identified agreed upon next steps, including tasks assigned to specific people. Meeting catch-up? This works very similar to meeting summary, but its intent is to fill you in when you arrive midway through a meeting or even just a few minutes late. So meeting catch-up will catch you up to speed so you don't have to ask the meeting facilitator what's been covered so far or where you're at in the agenda. Number three, another great one, what didn't get addressed? Asking the built-in artificial intelligence in the platform, what questions are unresolved, either at the end of the meeting or toward the end of the meeting? Now, this one, like many others, is going to depend upon a well-written agenda and on following said agenda in order for the AI to understand what's been covered and what's not been covered. Number four, gestures, like the raise hand feature that Google Meet has already rolled out. And number five, Bandwidth enhancements, visual and audio enhancements generated when there are lost packets in the network, again, either due to poor Wi-Fi or bad cellular reception or low processing speed. So those are my favorites and my concerns so far. This is a rapidly evolving landscape. I'll be keeping tabs on these features and new features as they are rolled out, and I'll keep you updated as the year progresses. Expect another episode or two as the features get rolled out over the course of this year. And when you come across features that you want me to address, whether that be from a technical perspective, a sociological perspective, or an ethical perspective, shoot them to me on email or on any of the social media platforms. I would love to know what you're thinking about all of this, how your organization is using it, and how I can help. Again, as I predict, 
generative AI has the power to radically change how you conduct meetings, mostly for the better. <laughs> and when used effectively, it can help you get more agenda items across the finish line and get more of the follow-up work done too. Remember, the future of work is not only about technology. It's about the values we uphold, the communities we build, and the sustainable growth we strive for. We need to keep exploring, keep innovating, and keep envisioning the remarkable possibilities that lie ahead. As always, stay curious, stay informed, and stay ahead of the curve. Tune in next Monday for another insightful exploration of the trends shaping our professional world. If you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. And whatever podcast platform you're listening to, also make sure you hit the subscribe button. And wherever you are listening or watching, if there is an option to review the podcast, please do so. Give me five stars and say a few things about what you like about the podcast. It helps other listeners find me and it makes me feel good. Until next time, my friends, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.